Well, everybody park your car and hide. Everybody arrive at a precise time. Come to the back door. Walk in. Keep out of sight. Yes, it had all been prearranged to celebrate a, a major birth, uh, birthday milestone. And try to keep 50 people quiet. Think, shh, shh, shh. And then we saw the husband and the wife drive into their own driveway. We were in their home, all 50 of us, waiting, waiting to cheer and celebrate our friends. The husband had no idea what was coming. His wife knew she'd helped to plan it and had given us the key. And when they opened the door, we let loose with the loudest cheer we could muster. Surprise! Happy birthday! And we almost blew the husband out the back door. He was so surprised. What a surprise! How do you deal with 50 invaders who make themselves at home in your own home? Boy, it was fun. It was a few years ago, but it was fun. To another young couple who were recently engaged came a surprise. Hi, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. You're going to have a baby, and his name has already been chosen. You'll call him Jesus. Surprise! Surprise. Christmas is full of surprises. To the young man, the discovery that his fiancée was pregnant and he knew that this was not his doing. Shocked and concerned how to handle it. Then a surprise through a dream. <clears throat> the woman you're going to marry is with child. Surprised by an angel. The child in Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Take her as your wife. The baby is to be called Jesus. Surprise! Christmas is full of surprises. An elderly man, a priest all his life, had the wonderful privilege to serve in the temple. He enters the holy place of the temple, and there he met an angel. Your wife is going to have a baby. You're going to name him John. Surprise, Zachariah! You're going to be a dad in your senior years. I don't think so, said Zachariah. I'm an old man now, and my wife is well along in years. Surprise! You won't be able to talk until your son is born. Disbelief. And sure enough, Zachariah and Elizabeth become parents in their old age, and a mighty prophet of God was born. His name was John. John the Baptist. Surprise! Christmas is full of surprises. A dedicated servant of God who was waiting for the surprise, never knowing when it would happen, <clears throat> if it would happen in his lifetime, but believing the prophecy that he would see the Messiah before he died. And when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple, it was no accident that Simeon was there and his heart must have beat fast. Well, precisely the Holy Spirit timed it so that Simeon was nudged to come to the temple. He took the child in his arms and he praised God. Surprise! He's here. Jesus is here. And Anna was on the scene as well. A prophet, 84 years old, 
always in the temple, waiting for this great moment. She saw Simeon and Mary and Joseph, and she knew the surprise had arrived. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. Ah, Christmas is full of surprises. Do you think you might be in line for a surprise? Or two this Christmas? You never know. You never know it's coming. If you did know, it wouldn't be a surprise. So keep open to some surprises in your life. A surprise gift? I don't know. Maybe those surprises on the first Christmas will just keep coming, but in different ways. There's a Christmas verse over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, that maybe doesn't sound like a Christmas verse, but it is. It's a wonderful surprise verse, and it goes like this. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gifts. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That's it. Short and sweet. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That gift was such a surprise to the world that the Apostle Paul, who pens these words, cannot find a good adjective to explain the gift. He's completely at a loss to express himself. So he simply says, it's indescribable. The word actually is not used anywhere else in the scripture. Paul coined it. Indescribable. Why is it indescribable? Why is this gift too difficult to put into some kind of descriptive phraseology? It's just a baby, we say. We describe babies all the time. Usually we say, chubby cheeks, look at all that hair. Look at no hair. Look at those eyes. He's got his mom's eyes. He's got his dad's chin. And our vocabulary is somewhat limited and, and repetitious. Well, if this had been an ordinary conception, and he had been an ordinary infant, there would have been nothing indescribable but, about him. But he wasn't ordinary. And that's why Paul says, I, it's indescribable. The gift is a surprise And the surprise is indescribable. The New Living Translation puts it this way. Thank you, God, for this gift too wonderful for words. Thank you, God, for this gift too wonderful for words. Do you think Mary and Joseph could fathom what had happened when they looked into the eyes of this newborn child? Uh, I appreciate the song that Tennille sang this morning. I wasn't sure what she was going to sing, but it reminded me of that song that we heard years ago, and and Christmas isn't complete without hearing it, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? Christmas is so special to just be reminded of who Jesus is. And the lyrics go back and forth, and they ask that question about ten times, Mary, did you know? And she answers rhetorically, I didn't know. When she washed the feet of her dear little son, After him playing outside, she didn't know whose feet she was really washing. She didn't know that these were feet that would walk on water. She didn't know. And when she trimmed his fingernails, she didn't know that she was touching the hand of the one that would calm the storm. And when she tucked him in at night and bent over him to give him a kiss, she didn't know that she was touching the face of God. 
Mary, did you know? No, I didn't know. I didn't know. Imagine Luke chapter 2, verse 6. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths. She laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them in the inn. Some years ago, Billy Joel gave his daughter quite a gift for Christmas. On her 12th birthday, she was in New York City, and the pop musician, her dad, was in Los Angeles. He phoned her that morning, apologizing for his absence, but he told her to expect the delivery of a large package before the end of the day. And so the doorbell rang, and the daughter answered the doorbell to find a seven-foot-tall, brightly-wrapped box. She was so excited to see what it was. She opened it, and out stepped her father. Fresh off the plane from the West Coast, can you imagine her surprise? Surprise, here I am. Our gift came in flesh, too. He was announced years before, and on Christmas Day, he stepped out of heaven and was born as a little baby through the birth canal of Mary. And Mary wrapped him in cloths, this little baby. But you know this, that this little baby also came wrapped in, in prophecy. In prophecy. A surprise when he came for sure. <clears throat> but you know God gave lots of pre-advance notice <clears throat> that Jesus would come. Pre-advance notice like hundreds of years a notice, getting people ready. You know, it's important to get people ready for something that's going to happen. Most people like to know what's coming. Although we like surprises, we would sooner kind of get ready for it. So Isaiah, not knowing all the implications, is led to write, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. As this is hundreds of years before the birth of this little baby. The message is being announced. We're getting ready. In Isaiah 53, Isaiah continues to express what God is putting on his heart. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He has no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Isaiah is getting us ready for the indescribable gift. Micah chapter 5 verse 2 is a prophecy with a specific destination. The Messiah would be born where? In Bethlehem. So this indescribable gift comes wrapped in prophecy. The indescribable gift also comes wrapped in history. God has a marvelous way of combining prophecy and history. And Galatians chapter 4 verse 4 says, But when the time had fully come... God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights as sons. There's a timing that was just right for Jesus to come to earth as a baby, that indescribable gift. And the timing was just right. Only God could do that. Only God can get the timing right so that the whole world could get the message. For the first time in history, there was a common language to express what had happened in Bethlehem. It was called Koine Greek, the common Greek. Thanks to Alexander the Great, who helped develop a common language, and with all of his conquests, 
the message of Christ, the message of Christmas, was written in a common language so the people of the world could hear it and understand it. God was right on with his timing. The indescribable gift appears at the perfect time in history. God is sovereign. God is orchestrating. And one of the biggest surprises was not how loud the cheering was, but uh, how quiet it was. How quiet it was. God did not gather half the world on a beautiful Mediterranean resort and have everybody pop balloons and yell and scream surprises. No, he, he chose to come without noise and without clamor. This was no Bethlehem spectacular. I think it felt very much like the verse that we find over in the book of Revelation. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens to me, I will come into him. There's actually a painting by Holman Hunt. It, uh, it hangs in uh, the British National Gallery in London. And Jesus is standing there. He's knocking at, the, at a door, and the, the door is unopened. And a little boy was standing in front of the painting with his father. Daddy, he said, why don't they answer the door? The father answered, he said, I don't know why. There was a moment's pause, and then the youngster said, maybe they're making too much noise to hear him knocking. And that might be true. That's how he often speaks to us quietly when we're slowed down. He nudges us in our experiences. He whispers to us in the logic of common sense. He gets our interest through the gentleness of some new idea and our heart says, yeah, 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 that's it. That's how I want to hear it. That's how I need to hear it. He speaks through the brokenness of our world. We see his heart. We hear him. So the surprise of Christmas is often the quietness. Don't miss it this Christmas season. The surprise of quietness. It's in that kind of quietness when the Spirit is all about you that amazing things take place. Christmas silence is the best. As one writer puts it, Christmas is still the time when the whole world holds its breath and tries to hear once again the soft cry of a baby. So hallowed and so awe-filled is this time that Mary could not say a word. She just pondered the lowliness of God's approach. And then, of course, the surprise of the actual arrival of our celebrated guest, the indescribable gift, and the location, a stable. Yes, a manger, a feeding trough for a bed. And my mind that takes me immediately to the days of my childhood when we used to milk cows morning and evening at the, in the barn. And especially in the morning, I can tell you, on a morning like this, when it's minus 28 or minus 30, there's a freshness in barn aroma on a cold, frosty morning. We won't talk about it, but... What a beginning for baby Jesus on planet Earth. His whole life was lived in this kind of humility. It was the essence of what he wanted to teach us and how he came. It was a lifestyle, and so in opposition, to, so countercultural 
for the world in which he was born. And his message through his ministry was for all of us to live this way, to serve others, to put others first, to care for the needy, to reach out to the person who has a rough go, to keep them in your heart, and to adopt a servant lifestyle. And that took him to the cross, as we well know. And he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross, Philippians 2.8. And then, of course, uh, there was the surprise of where the message landed and to whom it was given. It landed in a field where shepherds were watching their sheep. The announcement was probably most boisterous to shepherds. More cheering because the sky lit up with angels singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. God gave the shepherds the biggest cheer, and I love that. Look where God chose to express the greatest news of all time to the shepherds. At the heart of the message is that God didn't make the announcement and the good news an intellectual assignment. He didn't say, if you think you can figure this out, what I'm really doing here, then you can have a part in it. Now, it's not about intellectual proudness. It's about inclusiveness. Inclusiveness. It's a message for everyone, even the ungood of the world, <laughs> to the shepherds. The reality is that the true message has come to us Unworthy though we be, the grace of God is all wrapped up in this indescribable gift. What a great surprise gift. We shall always be thankful. We shall always be thankful for the gift that God has given to us. The indescribable gift. And today I joyfully remind us that Jesus is the gift that changes lives. He brings healing to brokenness. He brings salvation he brings hope for all eternity. He brings assurance of God being with us, Emmanuel. He brings wholeness and peace. And if you've never received this gift, receive the gift in your life, the indescribable gift for your journey and for your eternity. A British medical doctor shared a story about his interaction with Doris. Doris, an 82-year-old hospital patient, two days before Christmas. Doris seemed healthy and ready for discharge, but for some reason, she kept complaining about unexplainable health issues. The doctor wrote, yesterday it was her arm that was hurting. Before that, it was her hip. Truth is, Doris, Doris is an incredibly healthy 82-year-old and we can't find anything. I have no doubt that it will be the same today. When the x-rays came back normal, he told Doris that he would have to stick to the plan of sending her home. Doris looked down at the floor and quietly said, I don't want to go home. It's just that I, I'm all alone, and there are so many hours in the day. And then after a long pause, she sighed, and she asked, Doctor, can you give me a cure for loneliness? And the doctor reflected on the incident. He said, I wish I could say yes. I wish I could prescribe her some antidepressants and be satisfied that I have done my best. But the truth is, she's not clinically depressed. It's just she's been left behind by a world that
that no longer revolves around her, not even the littlest bit. And there are thousands like her, men and women, for whom time stands empty as they wait in homes full of silence. Doris is alone, and it brings home the truth of this epidemic that we have in our hands, an epidemic of loneliness. The doctor reflected, the most difficult part is that I don't know how to solve this, although I wish I could. For now, I simply retract my diagnosis. Sheepishly, I insist that Doris spends her Christmas this year on the ward, and I can see her mood lift. But as I steel myself for the inevitable influx of unwanted grandparents whom I know will arrive, I cannot help but wonder how is it that things could have gone so badly wrong. Could it be that we have overlooked the indescribable gift? He brings healing to brokenness. He brings companionship for the lonely so that we may be alone but not lonely in our soul. The indescribable gift. And today I joyfully remind us that Jesus is the gift that changes lives. He brings healing to brokenness. He brings salvation. He brings for hope for all eternity. He brings assurance of God being with us, Emmanuel. He brings wholeness and peace. Receive the indescribable gift for your journey and for your eternity. Let's stand together as we pray. Lord, uh, I'm, I'm reminded uh, very freshly from the reading of Ann Voskamp this morning that like Mary, we can simply offer you a space. And Lord, uh, this is me this morning. This is us. This is, this is where we are at. This is our need. And we offer the space in our hearts. Please come and fill that space with you. And help us trust and rest in you. Because you are the greatest surprise. And you are the greatest joy of our lives. And we thank you so much that you are that indescribable gift. For all time to come, we will, we will still be thinking new thoughts about who you really are. We are so grateful that we can call you Emmanuel, our God who is with us. We love you. We praise you. We open our hearts anew to you today to say yes to you, Lord. Yes to you in all of life. Come fill the space in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.